Buenas tardes, and welcome to another episode of the Godfather, Godfather Part, Part 2 Minute. With me, Alex Robinson. And with me, Andy Robinson. And this is it, folks. Minute number 80 of the Godfather Part 2 Minute. <laughs> Back to the 80s, Alex. Mm-hmm. This is the minute where Madonna comes in and sings to the uh, group of industrialists. She's there on holiday. <laughs> Alex, repeat after me. Yes. A, a minuto. A minuto. Numero. Numero. Otanta. Otanta. That sounds you promising. I feel like I could do the first couple of first couple of numbers maybe after it. Oh, was it Otanta? Mm. Otanta. Otanta? Otanta. Ta. Okay. Yeah. Ta. Ta. That's it. All right. Well, uh, I like your uh, positive attitude today. <laughs> well, we're talking about minute 80, of course. Uh, in minute 80, the president of Cuba continues his introductions uh, of the powerful industrialists who have stakes in the plundering of his nation, culminating in his revealing of a solid gold telephone. Speaking of the 80s, solid gold gold. telephone. Telephone. That was a television show way back in the late 70s, early 80s. Yeah, I always confuse that with with Star Search. Oh, I always confuse it with, uh, what was the dancing one? That was Solid Gold, wasn't it? No, but there was like, there was, Solid Gold was focused on like pop music. Uh, and then there was a oh American bands no the uh, Soul Train no it was like it was it was mostly about Danny Terrio was the co-host oh my gosh I don't remember what it's called hmm. anyway we'll say we so, ask we'll answer and it was the eighties version of American Bandstand well no it was it was on the same time as Solid Gold oh but whereas Solid Gold was just focusing mostly on pop songs this one was mostly about dancing I hmm. don't remember what it was called but anyway maybe it was um, maybe it was Beautiful bronze. Just like the knockoff version. <laughs> Solid gold, mostly silver. Yeah. Um, anyway, oh, someone is saying it right now. I can. Okay, we got it. We're, I'm acknowledging it, it that, that we, got we it. can hear it. Yeah. So, minute number eighty. Yeah. What do you think, Alex? Um, well, one thing I like about it is um, watching the offer and reading uh, "Take the Gun, Leave the Cannoli" reminded me that. Uh, because GF2, Francis Ford Coppola, and GF1 was saying, oh, it's a story of capitalism. Mm-hmm. And then GF2, since he's now involved in the plot moving forward, I really feel like it leans a lot heavier in this in that direction. Because here we have all these heads of respectable companies, and they're dealing with a fascist dictator, and they're in basically partners with mobsters. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of a commentary on, you know, the Amer- the American the American dream. <laughs> yeah, and if I remember back to Godfather Part One, mm-hmm. Puzo was criticizing capitalism, right? Uh huh. And was the underworld of the Corleone family supposed to be a kind of a, another way to get around that to not have to play by their rules? Yeah, sort of. It's right? sort of yeah, basically like defying authority. Yes, and and protecting your own group and making as much money as you can, and and so on. So then, at some because at some point, the Corleone family 
led by Michael, has now transitioned into the world, into the capitalist world that Puzo and the Corleone family originally shunned. Right? Well, I wouldn't say they shunned it. I would say it's like they they couldn't get into it, so they had to make their own entrance way into it mm-hmm. by becoming power by becoming rich enough through crime that they could enter into now because mm-hmm. m- money equals power hmm <laughs> never heard of it that way i know it's, <laughs> a, it's an unusual theory i have uh-huh. and so once you have a lot of money you, you know people are going to have a certain degree of respect capitalists are going to have a certain degree of respect for you because that's what capitalism is, is yeah. if you got the money then that's the yeah. that's the that's the juice you need yeah yeah and if a million dollars is just uh, finance then <laughs> Fafangul I mean <laughs> Fafangul you <laughs> so oh my gosh you just you just inspired a great uh, bit or thing we could talk about uh, that's good where you're substituting characters uh huh so instead, instead of Don Corley, and it, w- it would just be for we made lines here and there. So the meeting with the Turk in Godfather Part One, they're making the deal, and then uh, and and the Turk says, "Oh, Don Corleone, if you think that a million, if you consider a million dollars finance, te saludo, like yeah. I, cheers to you." Then it cut. Then it cuts to Connie going, "Oh, Bafangu, you!" <laughs> As if she's at the meeting too. Oh, I see. So you're talking about literally like editing it together. Not, yeah. Not like oh, Sunny would then say, "Oh, Bafangu, you." It would be. Oh, that's kind of funny too <laughs> to keep the keep the yeah. consistency of the characters that really are there. Yeah. And then you have, because uh, and then you have those characters say mm-hmm. other characters' lines. Because well, after that, then there would be that awkward pause where they all look at each other, yeah. which is already in the movie. Oh, they're, it's true. They're, yeah. they're, yeah. they're recycling that footage. Because <laughs> then you also use like clean it up in the, yeah. in the in the scene, like with the horse head. You could have like, clean oh, it up, oh, yeah. clean it up. You could have that coming out of overdub that over Waltz's scream. Yeah, yeah. He's going clean it up, <laughs> clean it up. Ah, I like clean that. It up. <laughs> And then when uh, Luca Frazzi's being choked, you could have, ah, ah, oh, you could yeah. have, uh, you could have uh, <laughs> so maybe that could be our recurring item. Is now what I let me substitute in this minute what yeah. other dialogue, previous dialogue, it's got to be all previous dialogue. Can we substitute oh, it? Only in? previous dialogue, only previous dialogue. Wow, don't pick from the future. All right, yeah, that's the way Pop wanted it. That's not the way. Yeah, I guess it is the way. <laughs> so we'll revisit that at the end of this minute. Okay, good, good. So, so uh, capitalism. Wow, yeah, We're going deep today. So, um, yeah, I um, have some a little bit of information on the companies that are represented here. Yeah. Do you have any anything you wanted to? Well, no, get just about just about the people. And but go ahead, okay. let's talk about the companies. Just that. Let me just say this: that all of the big. It seems that all of the big areas of capitalism are represented right you got fruit you got communications and you mining. Got mining you got yeah. sugar you got uh tourism and leisure <laughs> uh, yeah interesting uh, by the way the tourism and leisure yeah uh the the interpretation of that because the president's saying it in spanish yeah is uh, uh actividades de placer Activities of pleasure, mm. and what is that? Is the guy translated tourism and leisure? And leisure, yeah. Activities and pleasure, Act- tourism and Act- leisure. Activities of pleasure, activities of pleasure, tourism and leisure. Yeah, I like activities of pleasure better. Yeah, I'd rather be a CEO of 
of an activities of of, of a pleasure activities company. <laughs> that sounds like a uh, like a sex toy company. Uh, it you're, does, if, yeah. Anytime you're just saying pleasure activity, anytime it's vague like that, it's you, people are going to think you're trying yeah. to cover up for it. Which you know, who knows? We got. Yeah, we got Superman we, and a whole you know, yeah. show we got, coming we up. We got so Big Sugar. We got yeah. Big Fire Pharma. Maybe we got... In addition to a gold telephone, my, <laughs> <laughs> my friends have given me this gold, a solid silver flashlight, which is... <laughs> Salud! Um, and at, at your place settings here at the table, you will find uh, there is a silver-coated condom for all of you. <laughs> <laughs> for all, pleasure activity. Wait, for each of you or for all of you? For each of you. Oh, okay. Not it's, for, like, it's like a place setting. Okay, not like one for all of you. No, you know, I don't think that would be a pleasure activity. silver. I mean, it's, you, you don't want to just throw it away after one use. I mean, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you just realized. Well, we'll get to the telephone. Yeah. Well, we'll get to the telephone. We'll what do you got about the companies, Alex? Well, so the first one we hear from is the General Fruit Company. And also, none of the companies uh, for probably very good legal reasons none of the companies are actually real companies mm, but they true. all seem to be uh stand-ins for real yeah. companies for instance yeah. the the uh the general fruit company there was a real company called the united, united fruit, fruit company yeah. which uh was uh from uh, 1829 to 1970 they were around oh, yeah. and uh i mean you you know your your um latin central american. american and latin american history yeah that's a, a they have a history of oh, intervening yeah. and basically overthrowing unpopular regimes, right? Yeah, absolutely. There's tons of money in Latin American fruit, yeah, and agricultural and agriculture in general. So yeah. all kinds of money and efforts to support regimes that support the money flowing north, right? Yeah. And preventing small plantations from doing their own thing. Right, yeah. It's really sad. In uh, Neocolonialism. Neocolonialism, exactly. Right. When I was in El Salvador, they have these, they're known for fantastic coffee there. Yeah. And I was in these towns where they grew the beans. Mm-hmm. You couldn't get a good cup of coffee, Alex. Hmm. You couldn't get a good cup of coffee. <laughs> they used it all Nescafe. That's the stir. Because they were exporting all exporting the Exporting it all. Locals couldn't even yeah. drink their own product. Yeah. Really I've sad. heard that even today, like uh, quinoa became, I, I don't know if it's still popular, but mm-hmm. quinoa became, at one point a few in the past few years became really popular as like a substitute for other, like rice and other yeah. grains. And I heard that the places where it's grown are now all destabilized because like all well, the quinoa that they used to grow for themselves now is being grown and shipped out shipped for export. Out. Yeah. So, uh, so sad. Yeah. But you know what? We reap the benefits of that here we we, in America. We got all sorts of cheap, we got any fruit we want, any time of year. It's, I mean, it's really amazing when you think about bananas. One of my te- college teachers let's think about bananas. <laughs> he, t- he taught us about bananas. He said bananas are so cheap. How cheap are I don't they? Know, they're, they're less than a dollar a pound, I think. And it's amazing. The del- delicious, nutritious. And, and we get them so cheap here. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And they fit perfectly in your hand. Yeah. <laughs> I saw an internet video of someone using that as an example of proof of God. What do you mean? Because they're like, bananas fit perfectly into a human hand. Like, oh, wow. That can't be a coincidence that that's... Oh. But, of course, the true answer is that originally bananas were a lot smaller. Yeah. And they we... 
humans have mm. modified them to get bigger and so that they're a good sized for humans to eat. You know what I mean? It's not like they were always that big. They were smaller. But weren't humans' hands smaller back then? So they evolved the sizes of our hands? I, I don't mean like evolved. a million years ago. I mean like a hundred years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm just yeah. trying to find some way to justify that ridiculous yeah. belief. Right. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. A lot of things fit in our hands. That are unnatural. Yes. <laughs> um, like a cell phone. So that can't it's, be a coincidence. It's exactly in my head. Right? My, a palm pilot. It's even called a palm pilot and humans have palms. <laughs> um. Yeah, so... So the United... Uh, or the General Fruit. Excuse yeah, me. The General Fruit General company. General Fruit Company. Uh, now <laughs> General you, Fruit. So now in case we're all like, oh, well, that was a company that was gone. Where this, they're all corrupt. They're, they are now known as Chiquita Brands International. They oh, were taken really? over by Chiquita oh, Brands United Fruit became Chiquita. Uh, yes, wow. United Fruit. Well, it was taken over. it was over taken by, over. You know, right? it was, it's, a, mm-hmm. it's basically like six companies that own... Yeah. Every food it producing the way of the world. world. It's so, yeah, conglomeration. So, um, yeah, I want, if, I've also they were, they were running a fruit. If I were running General Fruit Company, yeah. I would make the mascot General Fruit. Mm, that would be a good uh, attention, troops. <laughs> it's time to eat your bananas. They fit right in your hands, <laughs> just like a gun. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if I'm. I'm I don't know if they've done this, but I wonder if they've done test marketing. Like, what would be the best approach? Because, you know, in our lifetime, I guess the, there was Chiquita Banana. It was like a dancing, a Carmen Miranda kind oh, of yeah. mm-hmm. exotic. Uh, I wonder if that was like, oh, that's what we want to think of. We don't want to think of military and bananas. Maybe. You know, we want to think of, uh, although they do like a, could use like, they're shaped kind of gunny. Yeah. You know I, I mean? I'm sure as kids we used, we pretended they were no. guns and were aiming them at each other. Although they're you know? really dangerous because you could really slip on those and really hurt yourself. <laughs> yeah. We used to go, we used to go ape when we were playing with bananas as a kid. Um, oh, looking ahead in GF2, when things in Cuba start to get unstable uh-huh. and build, there's a big military coup. Mm-hmm. I imagine the president is starting to freak out and he's, he's, sequestered himself in the room with all of these industrialists and he's yeah. like uh, uh general general fruit uh you, general can, fruit can you can't you help us you're your general fruit <laughs> he thinks he's a real like, general <laughs> um so what are the other companies well united telephone and telegraph yeah also not Woo. a real company and um there's a real. There was a real company called IT and T International mm-hmm. Telephone and Telegraph, and oh boy, if you think throne of, if you think uh, neo neo colonialism is bad, wait till you get a little of these guys. Uh, company started in 1920. They actually were started in the Caribbean. Oh, and interesting. Um, yeah, and there were these two brothers who started the company, and eventually they started accumulating other technology companies. And in 19, 19- and they were from the Bahamas. They were like one of those, like, I didn't write it down, but like one of those, like a, a colony. Uh, they weren't oh, like, yeah. they weren't mm-hmm. like native to the, their, I mean, yeah. they might have been native to the Caribbean, but they were like. Uh, the, the elite. Of, yeah, they were like descended from the yeah. people who colonized British, it. Not, sure. not the, they mm-hmm. weren't like, uh, they yeah. weren't like former, you know, farmers or anything yeah. like that. Uh, 1933, they had a meeting with uh, a little fellow called Adolf Hitler, who then was. 
uh, the, the president of Germany, and they got into a nice good deal with a bunch of German companies. And during World War II, they were supplying the Germans with technology Whoa. to help fight against uh, the United States. Mm. And um, then, uh, it, this is the part I like, in 1972, they got into a bit of hot water because they were, briefly, they were... Um, going to like fund the uh, Republican National Convention they were like putting up money for it and uh, but it was on the down low and this was one of the things that led to Richard Nixon's uh, ultimately resignation because he was trying to cover up IT&T's dealing with the with mm. all this, uh, this all this uh, stuff so um, did IT&T provide the the surveillance equipment that the the that, the, the water the, 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 the bugger, the, for bugging yeah the watergate <laughs> scandal all that uh, i don't th- i think it was more of a financial thing like they uh, were mm-hmm. like the the republican national convention was going to be in like san diego and then they were like no we want to have it in florida i guess maybe because they're more caribbean based or whatever yeah, yeah and uh what i think is also funny about this is that later on we're going to learn that Michael Corleone has stock in IT&T. Yeah. There they actually say IT&T. They don't say UT&T mm-hmm. the That's way right. here. Yeah. And so, and since this movie came out in 1974, that was right after it was the time of Watergate. So, mm-hmm. so that would have had an added resonance for people who were, you know, at the time that probably would have gotten oh, a big yeah. laugh because people would have been like, oh, of course. Oh, because my Because the mobster has the same stock as Richard Nixon. So uh, so I really, I like that. Uh, That's great that people back then in the 70s that saw Godfather, or this one, mm-hmm. laughed at that joke, whereas right. we don't get that now because we, we don't yeah. know what IGT is just to The context is totally different. Yeah. yeah so. But watching Godfather now... Uh, when in Godfather One, when Kay says, uh, "Michael, you're naive. Senators don't have people killed." We laugh now about that, but at the time, I don't know if people laughed. I've, I I feel people like laughed? people probably laughed by seventy two. Yeah, I think so. I think out by, loud, like an uproar. It was an uproar in our theater. It would depend on the audience, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I think, yeah, you're right. Maybe back then, the the more. Uh, establishment mm-hmm. uh, audience members probably wouldn't have laughed they would have been more on K's side but I feel like there would have been also enough of an anti-establishment kind of mm-hmm. hippie mentality going around where people would have been more cynical about their uh, about their government yeah and uh, so yeah but that's uh, that's really funny it's, it's interesting I think how context that's one of the problems with the, uh, I guess you just, it's unavoidable is that over time sure, yeah. the, con- the context change and stuff mm-hmm. like uh well, I don't want to get even sidetracked on this sidetrack, but you and I are both reading Brothers Karamazov now. And I'm stunned. It was written in, what, 1880-something? I'm just stunned how it's still relevant. It just seems... Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I'm not... Well, the context has not distracted me at all. Then right. again, it's translated. Anyway, yeah. back to the minute, though. What other companies are they um, are represented at this important meeting? Well, there was the mining one, and I couldn't, oh, yeah. I couldn't seem to find any one... Um, one like uh, correlation with another real world company. There is a new mm-hmm. company. There's a company that started in '94 called the uh, Pan American Silver Mining Corporation. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they, I wonder if they were aware that that was close to what the Godfather Two name was, and that did that, yeah, like almost like intentionally. 
Yeah. It's like if you start a company and name it Umobliari. Because <laughs> <laughs> again, great. that would change the context of it that you would... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> what about the tourism? Was there any big... I don't know if there was any one mega conglomerate of tours of, of, of one company that represented all tourist well know, i mean in this case names. it's michael corleone so yeah but in real life was there in the, at the time I, I didn't have any information about that i wonder who oh. if there was one mobster that was i'm gonna look into that we yeah. asked we'll answer about if there was one mobster that was particularly like tied in with with, yeah. with cuba i wonder if it was bugsy siegel because wasn't he the one representing Vegas? Or am I confusing my mobsters? Yeah, Mo, yeah uh, Bugsy Siegel is the one. Bugsy Siegel is Mo Green. He, yeah, he created Vegas. Yeah. So it seemed like maybe he's oh, there. I think he, oh, I don't know. I think he might have been deceased by then. Oh, really? I thought he had a, a, a Havana presence. You know what? The last wow, we got a lot of research to yeah. do. We need a timeline. I keep going back to that. We need a concept map and a timeline in our studio down here. Of, it just shows all like the what happened when, who was alive. Oh, and then when it's superimposed, we have the Godfather world timeline, and then we have a real timeline. Right. And we see how they yeah, match up. Yeah, that would be a great That'd idea. Let's put a dry erase board up here. Let's yeah, we totally. can start working I on it. I can do that. Yeah. I can do that. <laughs> Not like everyone says. <laughs> so, uh, anything else about the companies? No. What else you got? <laughs> I love the characters. I love yeah. the looks of the characters. Mm-hmm. They're so slimy just just gnarly looking do you think that's just because we feel that way or do you think that do you think they are cast that way or do you think that that's what just business guys looked like in 1959 that i mean i don't think they look that much different they just look like old white yeah shrewd cutthroat dudes yeah you know i like my favorite is mr petty I think he was from the United Fruit. Uh-huh. Uh, Senor Petty. Yeah. <laughs> he just looks like a the classic CEO. Well, I think there was a change in like business people, the way they looked. Because I feel like in olden times, like you said, business guys were just like smoking a cigar, fat, mm-hmm. whatever. But I feel like maybe starting in the 80s is when... CEOs started to become like like working out guys and like more I guess all the coke they were doing made them more like yeah. more like leaner and 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 like sharks as opposed to as opposed to like the traditional like bloated like pig form the whale yeah exactly yeah I go on I guess at some point someone learned that any edge you can have in Wall Street and business is going to help you and so. Why not be awesome at what you do, but also add to your charisma by like, looking good and, yeah. and speaking well? Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Probably was the 80s, wasn't it? I feel like that's it, for like, the whole Wall Street, Gordon Gecko era, right? Yeah. I don't know enough about, mm. uh, I'm trying to think of any other famous businessmen uh, from before that time, and I can't think yeah. of any, but yeah. I could think nowadays they lean more towards the, the thin side yeah think about like i think so you very rarely will see like a very like a fat you know billionaire yeah <laughs> or at least maybe maybe they just don't show up as maybe because they're yeah. fat they're like they don't they don't put as many public appearances <laughs> i'm sure the people who are really controlling everything but look totally different than yeah, than sure, the, yeah. the faces we see but uh, so the president of cuba introduces and he says and my old friend and acquaintance from florida mr hyman ross yeah 
Alex, let's break it down. Let's break it down. What do you make of that introduction? Well, I love the fact that everyone else um, gets a kind of like uh, like has their portfolio presented. Oh, this uh-huh. guy's from the United Fruit Company. This guy's from the this company. Yeah. This guy, the, and then Hyman Roth is just like, oh, he's my friend. Like yeah. that, no one else he doesn't even need to say anything else because like everyone there knows who he is. And do you think everyone everyone else there has to know who he is? Right. I feel like because he's been coming to Cuba for decades. Yeah. Didn't he say that? And he probably knows. He probably does business with all those yeah, guys too, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. so yeah, I my that. old friend and associate. I yeah. love how just <laughs> informal it is, friendly. Yeah. So no, uh, yeah, and Hyman Roth. There you go. Health, the most important thing. Yes. He knows. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and he's probably the healthiest looking of the bunch. Yeah. So maybe Mario. Who's healthier, like Michael, or accounting the fact that he's old? I uh, Michael smokes a lot. Mm. And he and he's very quiet. He's definitely depressed. You know, you look at him and he's yeah. like just like quiet all the Sour time. wise. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, Hyman Roth. I can see Hyman Roth walking a lot. Yeah. I always walk my twenty <laughs> minutes after every meal, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never see uh, Hyman Roth smoking. Yeah, you don't see him drinking, right? No, no. I mean, the one time you see him indulging in a vice, eating cake, he actually asked for a smaller piece. Yeah. Of it, so <laughs> I thought you were going to say indulging in vice when he eats a tuna fish sandwich that <laughs> his wife prepared for. Sorry, amigos, the paywall is coming down. That's right, paywall is down and out. But if you uh, pick up your solid gold telephone and go to godfatherminute.com slash support, you can become a Patreon supporter, hear the rest of the episode, and get twice as long episodes for this whole season. That's right, Alex. Don't miss it. <laughs> I know. I know.